Podcasting from a small town in the Bible Belt, you're listening to the Environmental Christian Podcast. No, that is not an oxymoron. It's a podcast for environmentalists and Christians and Christian environmentalists and environmental Christians. Just keep listening. It's a podcast for you. Today I have on the Environmental Christian pastor and my husband, the Reverend Ryan Bennett, a United Methodist pastor, and I wanted him on today to help us understand the season of Lent. Well, thanks for having me on. It's good to be with you. Uh, Lent oftentimes is considered the 40 days uh, leading up to Easter, but technically it's the 46 days. Uh, before Easter. Uh, it begins with Ash Wednesday and ends on Easter Sunday. Uh, and the 46 days is because uh, typically the uh, church has not counted Sundays in those days of Lent. And there's six Sundays over the season of Lent. Those six Sundays are considered many Easter's, uh, many days of resurrection, many days of celebration to lead up to uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, the season of Lent uh, begins with Ash Wednesday, which is a, a recognition of our mortality. Uh, historically, the church has gathered on Ash Wednesday and will have the uh, sign of a cross imposed on your forehead uh, with ashes. Those ashes represent our mortality from dust we came and to dust we will return. Our bodies are not meant to live forever. Oftentimes, those ashes are made, uh, burned from the uh, palm branches of the Palm Sunday year prior, uh, leading up to Easter, as a, as a reminder of the circle of life that we uh, go through, that there is a season of life and then there is a season of death. And Ash Wednesday reminds us of that season of death. Uh, it's bigger than simply our bodies dying. It's a, a, a signifying even greater that when left on our own accord, uh, the wages of sin, as Paul says, is death. And so that's the beginning point of Lent, of recognizing that on our own, uh, we will end up uh, in a state of spiritual death. And that's why we need Easter. That's why we need a Savior. And so through the entire season of Lent, those 40 days, uh, it's a time of sacrifice. It's a time of repentance. Uh, it's also historically a time of, of kind of uh, self-denial, uh, of giving up things. Oftentimes you hear maybe somebody might give up chocolate or, or, or some other form of sweets or something that they like. Uh, but, but even bigger than that, it's a, it's a, it's a, a season of self-denial of, of denying ourselves of things that we want of selfish gain, uh, as a way of, of trying to become more Christ-like, be more in the likeness of Christ. An interesting sort of, uh, kind of fact on that is that, uh, Mardi Gras, was actually birthed out of this season of Lent and that uh, Christians, uh, Catholics originally, and now others have sort of gotten on board with it, uh, would gather together before Lent started, before Ash Wednesday on a day we uh, in the church would call Shrove Tuesday, uh, oftentimes called Fat Tuesday. And people would use up all of those things so that they wouldn't have them in their house. They'd use up their fat, they'd use up their sugar, 
they would use up alcohol, things like that, and, and a big party <laughs> would ensue uh, to get it out of the house uh, before Ash Wednesday, before Lent started. Now it really is kind of separate uh, from Lent. It's its own thing. But but it was birthed as a response to, uh, hey, Ash Wednesday's coming. We need to get all this stuff out of the house. How are we going to get rid of it? Well, let's let's have a big party. And so that's where that came. But over this season of Lent, we deny our own selfish pleasures, our own selfish gains as a way of kind of drawing ourselves into uh, closer into the image of Jesus. Jesus, uh, we know for 40 days before he started his earthly ministry, went into uh, the wilderness and he fasted and prayed uh, before being tempted by Satan. Uh, and, and so by that fasting, this is a season of fasting for us to prepare ourselves for what is to come, to make ourselves ready for the joy uh, that is Resurrection Sunday for us, Easter Sunday for us. And so it's it's a journey that begins today with our mortality and ends with resurrection of Jesus uh, conquering death. And what is fasting? Why should a person, uh, a Christian, particularly during this time, fast? Well, fasting oftentimes has been limited to, you know, giving up food to not eating, but there's all kinds of fasts, uh, and, and it, it is about self-denial. Uh, it's about, you know, not, uh, historically people have not eaten meat. Uh, they have, uh, you know, gone a certain period of time, 24 hours or from, from daylight till dark, uh, without eating or, or to fast even more, uh, now from, uh, being on the internet or being on social media or watching TV or, or, or any number of things, fast from, uh, all kinds of things, things that are, have kind of taken a priority in your life, uh, perhaps a, a priority greater than, uh, being a follower of Jesus. And so we fast from that to show that, that our allegiance truly is to God and that, that, that God is our priority. And so any of those things that threaten that position, uh, in our priority list, we fast from them. To, to make sure that we keep our priorities in order. So I think some listeners might be wondering, um, you know, does it count? If I give up chocolate for Lent, uh, is that acceptable? Is that good enough? How, how might I decide what I should refrain from during Lent? Yeah, and historically, we got these many Easter's on Sundays, the six Sundays of Lent, uh, and and the church has historically uh, allowed you to to indulge in those things on Easter to celebrate to not fast, and and so uh, historically, if you gave up chocolate over Lent, then on Sundays you could eat chocolate. Now I think that's cheating. I think that uh, we can go forty six days uh, without it, but that's that's a personal choice up to anyone. Um, but but really, it's not only giving up something it's it's replacing that with uh kind of things that help us to to grow in our in our in our faith journey to grow in our walk with jesus maybe to you know to if you give up uh screen time or give up uh words with friends or or social media or or something like that to replace it uh with uh spending time in scripture or spending time in prayer or to to add uh you know some type of devotional uh guide to uh, through the season of Lent, so that it, when you come out on the other end, when you come out on Easter, that that you are are better equipped um, to be a follower of Jesus. Uh, historically, the church has 
used the season of Lent to take uh, unbelievers who desire to be a part of the church and to disciple them, to pour into them, to teach them. Uh, in, in the United Methodist Church that I uh, pastor, oftentimes we will hold uh uh, confirmation classes during this season of Lent, in which young believers who are desiring to make a profession of faith in Christ are taught kind of the basics of Christianity to give the knowledge so that they have a foundation that they can build their faith journey on. But in the season of Lent is also a time when persons who have fallen away from the church, fallen away from Christ, who have kind of turned the opposite way and have allowed their faith to, to go on the back burner, so to speak, if any burner at all, uh, are, are given the opportunity to kind of kind of get back into the life of the church, and this is a season of kind of preparing them to get back into the life of the church. So it is more than just simply giving something up. The goal at the end of the day is to draw closer to Christ. So maybe I choose something that maybe has become a problem for me, uh, reaching for something instead of maybe spending time with God, which might for somebody be chocolate. It may be when uh, I'm bored or something before, uh, before going to bed that I reach for that piece of chocolate um, to fill something rather than, than reaching for God to fill something. Um, for for people who are new to Lent, because I know I did not start uh, practicing uh, a Lenten discipline until I was almost an adult. I didn't know that it was something that, that we did. Um, for somebody who's kind of new, do you have any recommendations or, or thoughts to how... Um, you know, instead of arbitrarily maybe picking something, you know, just chocolate came to mind, so I'm going to give up chocolate. Instead of arbitrarily picking something, do you have tips or steps uh, to, to help us think about what might be something uh, good to give up in order for us to then include a discipline to help bring us closer to Christ? Yeah, and I think you, you said a good word right there, discipline. Uh, this is about bringing our lives into discipline. And, and you know, in the root of discipline, you have disciple. And and the goal is to become a better disciple. This isn't the Lenten weight loss plan. Um, the goal of Lent is not to help you lose weight or whatever. The goal is to become a better disciple of Jesus. So I think you start with the end in mind. And I think ultimately that's that's how you decide what you need to do to bring your life into discipline over Lent is what do I need to do to become a better follower of Jesus? What do I need to do to become a better disciple? Um, what can I do to get better in my walk with Christ? Start with that in mind. And then, you know, maybe it is uh, to engage less in political banter, or maybe it is to spend less time on social media or to spend less time, you know, arguing or, or, or whatever and to, to, to pray more and to read the Bible more and to uh, to look for those acts of mercy, to look at how I can help someone and make a difference. And I think, you know, that would be a great thing to do uh, over Lent is to look every day or every week at how can I help make someone else's life better. That's, you know, that would be a great uh, way to kind of start uh, Lent was with that goal in mind. I think if you do that for 46 days, then you come out on the other, other side a better follower. 
So did I hear you say that for lunch you're giving up arguing with me? I did not say that. And, you know, that, you know, I think everybody has their limits on what they can do, you know, and it has to be a realistic goal that's set. <laughs> we don't argue very much. Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot though. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about uh, Lent? Because I know it, it, especially during this season, sometimes Lent creeps up on me. Um, but have you thought about what you might be doing? And, is it appropriate to tell people what you're giving up for Lent? Well, I think as far as appropriate, it depends on the why you're doing it. Uh, you know, Jesus says uh, in the Sermon on the Mount that when you fast, don't don't you know, don't let everybody know you're fasting like some super Christian or whatever. He he says, you know, take a shower, clean yourself up, comb your hair, dress up nice. Don't act like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I'm doing all this. So. Uh, it's not to be used to kind of prop yourself up, but sometimes in teaching, like uh, like in what you're trying to do with the podcast, you know, you can, you know, offer people examples to help them to get started on it. But it's not something that you want to constantly be telling people. You do this um, to help your relationship with God, not to make yourself look good in front of others. And so, for me, the only thing really that I have thought about right now is I was given recently a devotional guide. <clears throat> And it was specifically for Lent. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I, I, I'm going to do it over the season of Lent. And um, but that's really all that I've given thought to now. Is I I found myself in a rut lately of finding something to help me to to read and grow spiritually. And so I think that'll be a good thing for me. Well, I appreciate you taking time to help me start off this Lenten season podcast to inform people about Lent and what it is and why we practice some of the things that uh, that we do. Uh, we're going to do 40 days. There will be 40 days of a podcast to help give us prompts to, um, to study, to be in Scripture, and to be better stewards of God's creation. And so... Uh, I want to thank you for for being on and and doing it most willingly. Well, I'm glad to be on, and hopefully I don't have to sleep outside again tonight. It's cold outside. Hey, thanks for listening to The Environmental Christian. If you have a question or comment pertaining to the podcast or Christians in the environment, please send me an email at environmentalchristian at gmail.com or check out The Environmental Christian on Facebook. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.